0: Hi everyone, I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3, founded by Dr. Richard Holm. We have a special guest with us today, Joni Holm. Joni is a certified nurse practitioner with Avera Medical Group Brookings and has taken on the role as president of the Healing Words Foundation, which supports the Prairie Doc programs. Joni has been working closely with the board, staff, and volunteers to make sure the meaningful work Rick was doing will continue. Our team is incredibly grateful for her leadership and guidance. We're planning to focus today's program on pediatric topics, so if you have a question regarding children's medical issues or any other medical question, please give us a call at 605-692-692. 1430. 605-692-1430. Good morning, Joni. Good morning. Nice to be here in a little different role today. Yes, thank you. We're looking forward to hearing your input on medical advice for kids today. I'll do my best. Yeah, thank you. And thank you so much for um, doing this program today and for all that you've done and continue to do for the Healing Words Foundation. Joni, you've really been part of the Healing Words Foundation for a long time as a co-founder of the nonprofit, serving on the board, volunteering behind the scenes for the television show, even jumping in and filling in as needed for television and the radio, and giving countless hours in a variety of ways. Could you tell us um, why you and Rick felt it was important to start this organization and why you feel it's important for its mission to continue?
1: Okay. Okay. Well, you know, it was Rick's vision and I certainly give him credit for getting it started. It was really a passion to to educate. And so I got on board um a little later in the scene when I one thing I realized that it was an ongoing process and that Rick was going to continue doing it. So I decided to to jump on board and to to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And our kids were a little older, it was easier to be away. And then since losing Rick, I, it is certainly his legacy and that he wanted it to continue. So I, there just really wasn't much choice in my mind that it was a very important to do. Uh, it's proven, I think that the whole concept of the education has proven to be helpful uh, with the newspaper essays and the television and the radio show. So it just felt important. And luckily we did have do have the four prairie docs from the Avera Brookings Clinic who have stepped up to also uh, to continue with the work. So I'm working with them and with you and Barb Anderson, our our manager, and um, we, we hope that we'll keep that good education, health education
0: going. Absolutely, yeah. He, you all really built um, so many connections and so many pathways to start getting this education to the public. Um, and it's really wonderful that we're able to keep using those to educate the public through the radio like this and our podcast and the television show um, and newspaper. I think um, it's just amazing all the groundwork that has been done and um, how fun to see these prairie docs um, try to keep keep it, going. keep it going, keep providing that information.
1: I think it's interesting and, um, you know, not like trying to, to pat us on the back, but I think public needs to, to know or to think about the amount of time and energy that goes into this because uh, it is ours mm-hmm. um, every week that we're working on multiple people are working on keeping it going uh, and it is it's, it's a mission of love and and promotion of health so uh, I, I hope that we have had such good viewership and readership we hope that you will continue to support us yeah, absolutely. by watching, by viewing, by listening.
0: Yeah, um, what what should our readers and viewers um, and listeners expect um, as we move forward in this next season?
1: You know, we are not making a lot of changes in our format, um, with the exception that we will have rotate the the host of the show between the four Prairie Docs. I think we've got some a great lineup of discussions. Some of them uh, shows that you would expect, like on, on stroke and cardiac care, but also some interesting and different shows, uh, like on retirement and, and preparing yourself and um, the history of medicine and, and art in medicine. You know, some topics like that that are a little different than we've done. So certainly subjects that I think uh, you'll want to tune into
0: and, and that are are viewers listeners will enjoy yes and so we're still running the the reruns over the summer but the new shows we kind of follow the academic year or what most television shows follow kind of that fall through spring so end of august here early september we'll start to see some new the new shows and you know we
1: work with sdsu and this is a good point to mention too that the media students that are studying journalism uh work with the show and it's part of their education Mm -hmm. so we don't really get started until we can have the students back because they are instrumental in the filming and the production aspect of it um along with of course their their teacher leader uh but so that that uh speaks to that fall to spring season that
0: we do right yes now i know you rick you and rick have always focused on providing accurate medical information to the public so people could make informed decisions for themselves and their families how have you seen this being important during the coronavirus pandemic
1: well i think we can all see that when we when we have um inaccurate information and and there has been some recently Uh, out there that it it just muddies the water. It confuses the picture. I certainly wish we had one solid message that was going out. Um, I feel excellent that the Prairie Docks took the mantle right away in the spring of last year when we were hitting Corona, uh, COVID-19, and they just jumped in with both feet and provided education and we have uh, been known to, to react to what is needed the health department has called us and asked will you do information on a certain topic and so the prairie doc tries to stay current on what's needed and mm-hmm. again i think that the information provided by our doctors has been excellent and scientifically based and
0: i, I that's what we need mm mm-hmm. It's really nice to hear from doctors um, from our own community that we know that we trust. Um, it's really helpful to to hear that information from them and um, to hear that reflected. Right that and way, they're too. living
1: it every day and they're seeing cases. I mean we have been fortunate in this particular area not to be inundated with cases but certainly mm-hmm. they have all seen cases and uh, it helps to to hear from them so that we we do feel that that honesty we where we may not have the same amount of trust in someone that we're hearing from a different part of the country Mm -hmm. and so we're very thankful for having the local physicians uh, step up in that Mm -hmm.
0: way yes well thank you for the great work you're doing for the healing words foundation keeping it going the prairie dog programs it will be um it'll be a great season ahead i'm looking forward to the many programs you all are Planning Well, it is time for us to go to our first break. If you have any questions regarding pediatric issues or children's medical issues, um, Joni is our expert today on those topics. So please do give us a call, and I'm looking forward to hearing from her today. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. So give us a call now at 605-692-1430 with your questions. 605 605- 692 1430.
1: The grass is growing, and that means it's time to mow. Please remember these safety measures to protect your health. Wear goggles, hearing protection, gloves, and long pants. Always wear sturdy closed toed shoes while mowing the lawn. Do not drink alcohol or use other substances before or while using your lawnmower. Do not remove safety devices or guards on the mower, and never insert hands or feet into the mower to remove grass or debris. Parents, teach these safety measures to your children. This safety tip is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group, Brookings,
0: 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today's Prairie Doc guest is Joni Holm. Give us a call with your medical questions today. We're going to be focusing on pediatric issues, but any medical questions are always welcome. You can give us a call at 605-692-1430. We did have a question come in shortly before the show. This question is, what is a mite? They bite and the bite stings. How do you get rid of them?
1: That's a it's a fairly broad question. And so I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I won't be able to answer our caller exactly because I don't know what kind of mite. The things that come to mind are scabies and, uh, and bed bugs. Both of those are unfortunate bugs because they're they're rather difficult to get rid of. Um, there is a cream you can use on the scabies, so you'll want to talk to your primary care provider. There are some over-the-counter medications, so you could talk to the pharmacist. But with both of those infestations, the big issue is cleaning. And it's not fun, folks. You've got to vacuum all the upholstery, and you've got to wash all the linens and hot water, vacuum your rugs. Uh, one thought, too, is to check your animals if you have... Uh, if you see fleas, those could be considered a mite as well. And so you want to check your animals for any bugs and get them treated or into the vet if you do see them. And of course, get them out of the house because that could be part of your issue. The location of the bites can give you some clues. If they're on your legs, it's more likely from something on the ground like a like a, a flea coming off the carpet. Uh, the scabies are often along um, waistlines, or where you have a constriction in your clothing. So uh, watch for those kind of things. You also can, uh, you'll see some spreading when you scratch, you'll see some lines uh, on your arms. So um, watch for those things, but probably you wanna do your major cleaning and maybe talk to your primary care
0: provider as well. All right, thank you. Joni, you've worked with the Prairie Doc team to produce the Play, Eat, Sleep video series. In a world where extended families may live hundreds or thousands of miles apart, you have produced the Play, Eat, Sleep videos to help parents and grandparents tap into their own skills in parenting by describing basic infant and child health concerns and tips to alleviate those concerns. These short, informative videos can be found online at prairiedoc.org or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. I took some time to catch up on those. I hadn't seen some of the most recent ones. And they are fabulous. They are full of good information. And just the way you share the information, I feel like, really empowers parents. You're just, like, giving parents these tools, like, you can do this. So I found them to be incredibly helpful. So, Thank you. Yeah. You-
1: it, that's one of the fun roles that I feel like throughout my career that I have um, tried to do is to... Uh, foster parents' own ability. Uh, I think so often, particularly when we don't have that extended family, like you mentioned, that it's easy to get freaked out as a parent. Maybe Mm -hmm. you haven't been someone who did a lot of childcare, babysitting, had younger brothers and sisters. And so this is all brand new to you. And so part of the role of the care provider can be encouragement that you've got this, mm-hmm. you can do it. Use that mom sense, that dad sense, your gut feeling. And um, I want people to enjoy their babies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's uh, it's not uncommon to see parents that are so anxious that they're missing out. And I believe making the baby more anxious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if there's one consistent message, it's relax and enjoy your baby. And uh, you will learn and the baby will learn as you go. Right, that's an excellent point.
0: Yeah, and there's short videos, just a couple of minutes long right. each. And so I encourage parents and grandparents and anyone who gets to work with, there's some that really focus on babies, but there's some that really focus more on elementary or high school kids as well. I and just so- a recorded
1: one, it ha- isn't out yet, but about gun safety. And I think mm. that's a really important one. So I'll get that recorded this summer. and. Yes, we'll get it up. So, yes, there's so many topics and
0: it isn't just babies. Right. Right. It's kind of and you and they're all labeled very clearly. So you can tell which ones you might find most helpful to you right. as a parent or grandparent and your um, children that you have in your life. Um, so if you want to go find those videos, you can go to www.prairiedoc.org, Org. And there's a link on there and it'll take you to those videos and there's several of them that um, come up then through YouTube. And you can also always find those on our Prairie Doc Facebook page. If you're not following that yet, make sure you do. There's lots of great information on our Prairie Doc Facebook page.
1: Yeah, certainly share that with uh, new parents um, and new grandparents because certainly things change uh, from the time we were parents to how babies are being raised now. So, I encourage grandparents to
0: look at it as well. Yeah, very good. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. Our programs are available on Apple Podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group.
1: Being alone or with very limited social interactions during the pandemic can be difficult. With some effort on your part, there are some ways to decrease the effects of isolation. Keep a schedule. Stay active. Do something meaningful like working on your genealogy or organizing photo albums. Connect with others by letter, email, phone, Zoom, or try online games. Find comfort in old movies or lighting a candle and having a cup of tea. These are just a few ideas to get you thinking. You can do this. If you find your loneliness getting out of hand with feelings of depression, call your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 697 9500.
0: Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today's Prairie Doc guest is Joni Holm. Give us a call with your questions at 605 692 1430. We had a great question come in here, Joni. It says If grandparents and great grandparents are at a distance and can't get to grandkids, what are some suggestions to continue to be involved in their health and well being? I love that
1: question. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping to be a grandma someday, but <laughs> I just have to have pseudo-grandkids right now. Yes. Um. You know, one tip that has stuck with me that I read about a long time ago uh, is a little old-fashioned because it still uses real mail instead of email, but I still love the idea to stay in contact with, with grandchildren, is to do postcards that go back and forth. And uh, the grandparent might start it by sending a postcard that has... Uh, something that represents a for the alphabet so they might send a a postcard of an alligator and then the child with their parents help sends back a b and so a bed or a bear yes Um, i think that would be great fun to do and it would be challenging for each of you to find those postcards and encourage the child Uh, there's so many things you could do Um, we do are fortunate that we have facetime now we have zoom uh, it may maybe challenging your grandchildren again it's all age dependent but if you have a, a a child that could be if we're talking about health and well-being maybe it's you know how many times can you walk around the block today mm-hmm. or let's let's um let's do something together uh on face FaceTime if you're looking at exercise or cr- something creative we do want children to get away from um computer screens as much as we can and even though i'm i'm saying a computer screen to communicate Mm -hmm. uh, still to to do something active with your grandchild would be great and that would be a great way to stay involved so think about those kind of things where you can communicate and uh, maybe do something challenging the reading that uh, we encourage parents to do grandparents can do you could make up a story so that the grandparent starts the story and then the child comes back with the next phase of it and so you go back and forth Mm -hmm. on what this silly story is and helping children to realize that they can be creative in whatever way it is Mm -hmm. storytelling songwriting
0: absolutely so lots of ways thanks for that good question yeah i was just thinking of bob here i as i drive over every wednesday morning i often hear him reaching out to his granddaughter playing a special song for her there you go and i think that's so sweet and special and she knows that um, grandpa's thinking about her even though they're several states apart so i think whatever is kind of unique for you that you can reach out to your grandkids that's really good you know um we're lucky to have some, my parents and in-laws are, are involved grandparents. And when this COVID stuff kind of started, we were looking for some things to do. And um, my, my mother-in-law did Zoom or FaceTime calls with my son who wasn't, is in fourth, was in fourth grade um, and taught him about Roman numerals. And it was just a fun, she's a retired teacher. So that's something that's her thing you know right. so think about your thing and how you can connect with your kids and then they talked about the Super Bowl numbers and made it relevant really? to Eli right so exactly. Um think about something that's kind of your thing that you can maybe share with your grandkids right that's like, great there's that's, so much so much that you can do so yeah just keep up that communication
1: is is really important and I heard a great story and this again is pre-COVID because we got to think about those things but a little girl was talking about her grandpa who would just show up at lunchtime at, at the school. And he had called Akheta and made arrangements, yeah. but she didn't know. So it was Aww. like she walked in and was like, Grandpa's here, and yeah. how fun that would be and how proud she was yes. to have him come to her lunch, to her yes. school. So.
0: And I just say, as a parent, it's incredibly helpful to have grandparents involved. <laughs> like, even in these times, those little calls are appreciated. Or if you'll even just talk to my child for 20 minutes, that's great. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I can go do something, and um, that's that's really helpful. I know Lydia, who's um, seven now, enjoys reading to people, and so we'll call, and she'll just read Grandma a book, and that's so that's really terrific. fun too. Brilliant. So. Yeah, so there are some ways. It's different, but there are some ways that we can still connect with.
1: Well, and it helps that grandparent stay in touch. Yes. And know that that developmental level that they're at. So that's important, too.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a good, great. That's, those are good questions. Um, I wanted to touch on a couple of your videos while we have time. Um, kind of related, um, you have a really helpful video with tips for making the first day of school great. And I watched that. And there are some so many unknowns about this coming school oh, year. And in many one. cases, increased anxiety for both students and parents. So what advice do you have for parents and grandparents as they talk to children about the upcoming school year and what can we do to help those students be successful in these unusual times? The
1: first thing that comes to mind, and we talked about this before we were on air, but parents uh, represent so much to their children in their own attitudes. So if you can stay cool, to with your child even though in your heart it is it's very stressful i get mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. but maybe keeping a little of that away from your child so they don't have that added anxiety and then reassuring them that you've got their back mm-hmm. this may it may be challenging but mom and dad are here we're going to help you through this we'll negotiate if it's a two day a week schedule or a five day a week schedule we'll we'll do this together so that the child has a reassurance that they're not alone in this, um, uh, those would be the the my first thoughts. You know, other things are when you do know your schedule um and school, making sure that the child has a chance to go to the school, play on the playground, just become familiar with it as much as possible. Any meetings that they are, can go to, meeting teachers or touring the school the more experience they have, uh, the more comfortable they'll be in being in that building. And of course, we're talking, you know, those kindergartners and first time uh, folks at school, it's a little more difficult than mm-hmm. the, the fourth and fifth graders. So uh, those those things may help, but relax and enjoy the process and reassure your child. Mm-hmm.
0: How about for those high schoolers or those older kids in these kind of unknown times where it feels like probably the stakes are a little higher if you're not in your advanced classes or you know those different things that are going on. Do you have any tips for parents and or they're starting to think about college and all that? How right. to help talk that through with those older kids? That, that is very
1: tough. And you know, as a as a parent, I guess I'd say I was fortunate that I didn't have to go that. So I right. I reach out to all of you and congratulate you parents for, for working through this. One thing that I hear about quite a bit is the students that are taking college courses at the same time they're taking high school courses. So during these uncertain times, that could be a focus or an approach if, if that's something that your student is interested in. Maybe they could combine uh, some of that unknown with high school with going ahead and setting up an online class at a university so that they are starting to get those credits built up Uh, and that's going to I think promote them uh, give them reassurance that they can do it Uh, so that would be one thing otherwise certainly just keeping those lines of communication open and if we do have a a situation that is so stressed that the child is that you're seeing changes in their behavior or signs of depression i it there's certainly counselors and uh, that would be an opportune time to seek counseling if you're seeing a a, up uh, level of anxiety with that child because yes there is a lot of unknowns Mm -hmm. about how do we move forward with this So uh, seek counseling, talk to your primary care provider if you feel that the child is at that level of stress, not sleeping, has a change in behavior and lack of interest in activities.
0: Okay, very good. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to the Prairie DAC radio program, and we will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group.
1: Be aware, with warmer weather you may find ticks. Ticks live in grassy, bushy, or wooded areas. Spending time outside walking your dog, camping, gardening, or hunting can bring you in close contact with ticks. To prevent ticks from attaching, treat your clothes and gear with products containing 0.5% permethrin. Permethrin can be used to treat boots, clothing, and camping gear and remains protective through several washings. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings.
0: Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today we have our Prairie Doc guest Joni Holm. She's been filling us in on some important information as we think about our kids during these COVID times, how we can, as grandparents and great grandparents, reach out and connect with the children in our lives, um, and thinking about going back to school and how we can help our kids in these transitions during unusual times. Um, another question I wanted to talk to you about is um, one of your videos talks to you about establishing a media use plan. And I love that idea. Could you tell us more about how we can help our kids establish healthy habits when it comes to using screens?
1: Well, of course, that question is complicated by COVID. Yes, it's like everything is but is. COVID. Yes. Uh, so you'll have to to realize that what I'm saying is the non-school times. Mm-hmm. So if a child is online for school, that is a different situation. But uh, right now, when we've got summer, let's let's focus on that, mm-hmm. in that you want to look at short periods of time for children to be on screens. And it, of course, is developmental. The younger the child, the, the less screen time. Uh, babies, we really don't see any use for screen time. I I would often hear in the clinic about parents who say, yeah, my baby just loves to have the TV on and they're so attentive. And and that kind of worries me because I'd rather them be attentive to mom and dad's face and voice. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that they were actually attentive. I think it was maybe the flash of the TV. So please, um, interaction is much more important than a screen. As uh, we get into toddlers and grade school children, just keep in mind that it's a slippery slope. If you start some media time, it can turn into all day and parents need to be in charge and take the device away and limit it because children need to have creative play. They need to have hands-on play. They need to have physical play. So. Uh, set rules early so that it is less of an issue as they get older. And certainly with older children, they need to have their phones removed mm-hmm. for at nighttime in particular. Kids can get into horrible habits of taking that phone into the bedroom with them. And then they might stay online with, uh, with their friends or YouTube videos, and they're not getting appropriate sleep. So I think it's very valid to actually have a place that the uh, phone goes at night away from the child.
0: Mm-hmm. It's worth taking the time to think about this and talk this through with your kids and kind of have a plan because um, it can be, it can suck us all in. It Adults, can. too. It can, can suck us all in. Those for screens sure. can. Mm-hmm. Well, we've enjoyed talking today about um, some pediatric topics, and I really do encourage everyone to check out Joni's videos called Play, Eat, Sleep on our Prairie Dock webpage. So you can just go to www.prairiedoc.org to find those Play, Eat, Sleep videos where you can learn all sorts of great things. And Joni does such a great job presenting that information. Before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This week's On Call with the Prairie Doc Summer Encore Show covers changes in Native American health care. This was originally broadcast on February 27, 2020, so this episode features Prairie Doc host Deb Johnston, along with guest Gerilyn Church, CEO of the Great Plains Tribal Chairman's Health Board, and Dr. Mark Harlow, Chief Medical Officer of Oyate Health Center, Rapid City. Watch the full episode on Native American healthcare this Thursday, July 30th at 7 p.m. on South Dakota Public Broadcasting or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK brought to you by the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Dock library, visit www.prairiedoc.org And look for the Prairie Dock wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Joni Home for joining us today. And as Dr. Home would say,
1: stay healthy out there, people.